I don't know where all my time went I don't know how to define it So tell me how do I fight it When it feels so wrong It's on the tip of my tongue It's every line in this song going to mix it up today mix it up we're mix gonna mix it up unfortunately cyberpunk ruined the 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 slogan mix it up for everyone forever <laughs> i didn't play it um yeah all right so uh hi everyone welcome to the usual bat nancy not page for the discussion podcast every week we make a bat open the loser is usually in diapers for the next episode. Uh, I'm the baby sister and counter extraordinary Sophie E. Elizabeth. And I'm the big sister, the titleless nomad, Chloe Elizabeth. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to try and come up with like a different one every few episodes. Okay. I'm here for it. <laughs> All right. Uh, I saw usually in a diaper because i'm not in a diaper even though i'm baby sister uh and that's that's a nice break from our format if you all at home were thinking gosh what we hate about the usual bet is just how <laughs> consistent, consistent it is and formulatic it's this just show it's is. so formulatic we hate <laughs> I hate how I can anticipate every move this show makes. I hate that I can basically anticipate the next word Sophie and Chloe are going to say yeah. on this on this show. Well, this episode's <laughs> specifically for you because we're 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 changing that format. Heck yeah. We're doing it. Um not for any fun reason, but because my mental health isn't great right now. It sure isn't, and I'm very upset about that. Yeah, um, but I honestly was really close to skipping this week's episode in entirety, and then I thought, but what about the endless daunting pressure of needing to do something all the time in order to stay relevant and important? No, <laughs> uh, that's that's not it. It, it was, better not be it, because I'll just pull the plug right now. It's actually because I'm feeling a little better today than I was yesterday, and okay. the day before, and the day before that. So, like, a slight upward trend. I'm, like, out of, I'm out of bed. That's a perk. That is true. We're, yeah, we're stepping out of a lot of comfort zones today. Um, anyway. It all started when I... <laughs> you can't... St what? Give the hazy little flashback filter over everything. Okay, kind of gets okay. all warbly, and then we're the, gonna... The music gets all... Yeah, and then we're going to show some stuff from my childhood. I'm going to yeah, do a yeah. whole Doofenshmirtz backstory <laughs> and then lead to why I made the de-diapernator to de-diaper <laughs> all the littles. The de-diaper... Is, is this your villain like This arc? is my villain arc. Like um, like true villain arc. Not like cartoon villain, but like 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 evil villain that must be stopped arc. Yeah. Okay, so that means we need... That, well, I'm 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 eternally your your companion here, so obviously I've got to follow you and help you're you with this. You're the sidekick. Yeah, you're my co-host, co-villain. I prefer. No. <laughs> uh, so that means we do have to. Come you're up the with... Robin to my Batman. Really? Are you sure about that? Not like For not sure. like Superman or like Wonder Woman, part mm. of the whole Justice League. 
No. I don't know a lot about the Justice League, but I'm pretty sure that those don't suit what your about, like, identity. What about, like, Adult Robin, like Nightwing or whatever? Uh, how about, you're like, you're like Shaggy to my <laughs> Scooby, because we know Scooby is the real hero, because the show's named after him. I, you know, this feels somehow unequal. <laughs> okay, but I'm, I'm on your side. Um, which, of course, also means we will need to elect uh, some other podcast hosts to become the new heroes to take us down. Yeah, all right. Okay. Do you think it's... That'll be our bet this week. <laughs> all <laughs> we right. We have a contest. Yeah, I, I approve that. Who See who becomes the heroes to take down the Sophie regime. <laughs> uh, and her and her de-diaperinator. Yeah. Okay, so, like, I... Okay. I think... uh, all right, let's 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 get into this. Uh, first, we need to talk about the, the three pillars of Sophie's physical health journey. Yeah. This is not my mental health journey because there's a lot more pillars in that one. Like 52 pillars of that. But, um, for people who, who know me a little and, um, I don't know if I've talked about this on the show. I've probably talked about it. I feel like you, no, I'm sure you've talked Um, about it. But I've been having a lot of lethargy and energy issues and brain fog and headaches and sleepiness and generally just not doing physically well most of the time. I, I get by and I, I'm definitely managing most stuff okay. Um, and it's not often. It's like, well, it's kind of often. Anyway, um, after years of assessing what is going on with me, we've we've narrowed it down to we've got three things that are wrong with me physically yeah um with from a from a medical lens we've got three things that need addressing all fixable fortunately hopefully fixable and um i'm just going to talk about those for a second that sounds good uh i our fans i they care about you they want to know what's going on in the sophie sphere yeah the first thing that's wrong with me is my eyes, which are so beautiful. Uh, <laughs> my stunning radiant eyes also betray me. And they that, do. Um, I went to like a vision therapy place the other day and they were talking about like, hey, you probably don't see very well. Um, they think that I overcorrect a lot of my focus like from my from my eyes when I'm observing things. Yeah, so. we, we did some at home tests. It's all fucked up in there. I'm the big sister. I can swear it's all messed up. Her eyes, there. It's not a vision problem. It's like a like a like a depth of field focus problem. It's all messed up. Yeah. So um, I I right. should be doing like some vision therapy stuff in order to help correct these these things that are going on. But that's pretty expensive. It's very expensive. And also we're moving, so then it's like, okay, what do I do about? like transferring all my progress yeah. here to where I moved to. So it's easier to just wait so till we move. I'm waiting and that's exhausting. It's which is a shame but it shouldn't be much longer. Yeah. Uh n- number 2. Uh so, point well, 2 on my triangle. I I do want to say the first one does cause the issues she's had. Oh um, yeah. Headaches, brain fog, lethargy. If you have those symptoms, you might have a focusing like depth of field issue. It's and there's some probably things you can probably like a concussion or some sort of head injury that I got forever ago that like I just never got properly well, treated. I thought that first one was just like your eyes. Yeah, that's from head injury. Oh really? I thought it was just like the way they were. Well 
I don't think so. I thought the I thought the concussion thing was a, a different thing. Are they the same thing? No, they're the same thing. Oh, okay. I thought they were two separate pillars. Oh, well, now I'm mystified as to what one of these pillars are. Okay, continue. Okay. <laughs> um, the second pillar of my physical health problems is allergies. Oh, that's, yeah. Because apparently I'm allergic to literally everything. It was a really fun time at the allergist because she got checked out and they said, oh, you're allergic to everything, so your seasonal allergies are more accurately year-round allergies. They did that scratch test thing, and the woman who came in literally said to me, you must be in hell right now. <laughs> and she was right. Um, it, she's immensely allergic to all things that live on this earth. And also things that don't things live. Things that don't even live on this earth. I'm allergic <laughs> to everything. I, it's, we, we make jokes now that her spring allergies are over. It's time for summer allergies. Woo! Yeah. So, um, Those also cause the same issues as the other pillar. Yeah. A lot of lethargy, a lot of focusing problems, uh, so on and so on. Anyway. Also, um, also treatable. You can get, like, shots for this. They make a special yeah. cocktail. Again. I can get immunotherapy, yep. which will help my allergies so I don't want to just suffer all the time. That's great and all. That also takes a long time. It's expensive. Running into the same problem. Gotta of, wait till you move. Of, I can't do it now because then I just have to start again when yep. I move. It's, it's a lot of things are held up by that. Yeah. So that brings me to my third and final pillar of, um, of physical health ailments. And um, that is sleep. Now, people who listen to our show <laughs> might know that I don't sleep, and I've never as like a general rule. I've never, I've never been a good sleeper. I don't sleep early. I don't sleep a lot. I it's it was always normal for me growing up to get between like I don't know five hours. That's even high. Four to five hours of sleep a night. Because, like, that's just how I operated, mm -hmm. and that's always how I've operated. Um, fast forward to grad school, and that, you know, just got worse, and... Um, She's been a, on a downward slope of being good at sleeping for kind of her whole life. Just, like, a downward trajectory the entire time. Yeah. Uh... So the, the she can't do it on command. <laughs> I'm really bad at sleeping. I can't sleep in cars. I can't sleep on planes. I have to be like in my bed. I need certain conditions. It takes me like an hour to fall asleep. Jeez. I can only sleep for like four or five hours at a time. And then I don't want to sleep anymore. It's terrible. She's very jealous of me. I get in the car. If I'm a little speepy, I put my head down. I teleport. I wake Why up at my destination. Same way. It's really frustrating having a partner where you like you cuddle in bed and they're asleep in like ten seconds and you have to lay there for forty five minutes and just like wait. So exhausting. Liv, Liv actually has the same issue. She uh, will cuddle and she'll be like, "Yeah, you just fall asleep instantly." And then I'm there for like half an hour, just kind of <laughs> trying to fall asleep. Yep. And I feel a little bad about it. I feel it. like all couples. Are yeah, a little bit that way. Like you've <laughs> got the fast sleeper and the and the long sleeper. You got the one that takes forever to fall asleep and the one that falls asleep. Yeah, instantly. the fast and the slow. Um, yeah. Anyway, 
I did a sleep study and um, the people at the sleep study came back and said that I have sleep apnea. Like a little bit. Which, if for people who don't know, means that like I just stop breathing when I'm sleeping sometimes, which wakes me up and it means that I don't get any restful sleep. But you're on the bottom of the sleep apnea oh, scale. Oh, Chloe, you don't have to get into that. I, I'm going to talk about okay, it. Okay, cool. Because I will if you won't. I'm, and I wasn't sure if I'm you gonna will. I'm going to talk about because it. Because... I'm in strict protest mode right now. We'll get into it, but I'm in protest mode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, after seven long months of fighting with the sleep place and my insurance company and Mostly my the primary care company. doctor. No, it was it's literally everyone. No one will. No, oh, the, every link in this chain. I constantly hear people talk about how, like, socialized health care means you're not going to get, like, good care and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Guys, I don't get good care now. <laughs> I know. We, like, she pays for health care. She has good insurance. Like, like I she pays for good insurance. I should be able to go to the doctor, tell them what's wrong with me, and get, like, a treatment in less than seven months. Yeah. It should be possible. And there are states where that is possible, but not this one. Not the one that we live in. Anyway. Um... So after seven long, long, long months, I got a CPAP machine, which, again, if you don't know, is a thing that you wear when you go to bed, and then it makes it so you are forced to breathe, even when your body says it, no. It forces it forces oxygen into your body, which helps with uptake. Instead of, like, your body suctioning in oxygen, it floods you with oxygen. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so I got that about a week ago, mm -hmm. eight days ago or something. Cue the rapid decline of our sweet baby Sophie's mental health. Yep, yep, yep. Now that everyone has a good backstory of where I'm at in my life, I want to talk about the fact that littleness is not always something that comes easy we've talked about it on the show before that there are circumstances where like sometimes you feel little and sometimes you don't and how chloe and i specifically wouldn't ever want to be like lifestyle littles because we just don't we don't want to be like that all the time there are conditions that there. don't they're not good for it and especially when we're like dealing with a lot of anxiety or depression it just isn't conducive to littleness for us whereas i've had a lot of people who depression or anxiety mm -hmm. could, littleness could be very conducive when i broke my hand i there there was no chance of me being little when i was in a cast for like and i was in a cast for a while there was no chance of me being little during that whole time which is um you know maybe counter to what some other people might feel where they're like oh i broke my hand now i need someone else to feed me and take care of me blah 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 well, i had a real self-image issue yeah and uh i'm i that's where i'm at um so <sighs> i assume a lot of people have had experiences where despite your best efforts you just can't be little and you can't feel little and even the idea of being little or, or trying to be little feels like nauseating and this has happened to me in the past but this is this is the first time maybe that it's happened physically instead of mentally it's it's a it's a physical health is integrated so it's like the it's it's a physical to mental block rather than yeah. a mental to mental block anyway um it's a good way to put that so i have this cpap machine and 
I'm supposed to wear it every night. And I really do have to wear it every night for like the first month because, because I need of, my insurance to pay for it because I don't want to pay for it. Because we live in an authoritarian nightmare scape. <laughs> yep. Um, so I am wearing this. Lyra's here and spending a lot of time here with me. And I just hate it so much. What do you hate? I don't feel cute. I don't feel little. I feel I feel really, really bad. And I I don't know. Like, I, I've tried reframing. I've tried to think about this in new creative ways. I've tried making little stories around it. I've tried, like, little regression tricks and blah, blah, blah. Me and Lyra made, like, regression gas jokes and stuff, like, to try and, like, make it cute. And... It might right now just be the sheer responsibility of needing to make sure that I'm doing this every night for insurance reasons. But also, I don't, like, I just don't, I don't think I look cute. I feel old. I feel bad. I feel really bad. Um, it's just, it's a, it's, I don't know. I, I have no interest and being little and like sometimes I'll get pangs of it like sometimes I'll I'll be watching a tv show or I'll look something up on twitter or something will happen where I'll have this pang of like oh my gosh I'd just love to be cute and in a diaper and blah 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 right now and then it like flitters away and it hurts so much and hating a part of me that is so integral to me. I'm having terrible identity issues. I'm feeling like I'm not me and I'm feeling like I'm not, I don't feel like the same person. I, I don't feel like I'm even capable of being that person. And um, over the past week, this has gone from being annoying to being just frustrating at night and depressing at night to me not leaving my bed for three days. Like, I just don't want to get up. I don't want to do anything. I, I don't even want to exist. I, I just, I just want to, I want to sleep all the time, not because... And I don't know, I know that some of this is probably physical as well, because I'm probably not sleeping super well, because adjusting to this, you know, change of wearing this mask to bed every night is, is a big change. It's so I don't think I'm sleeping well. I know you're not sleeping well. And even nights, like I'll, I'll wear it for the requisite amount of time and then I'll just take it off and sleep and I'll sleep like 12 hours a day. And all I want to do is sleep more. I want to do nothing but sleep. And, um, I just, I, I, I hate it so much and I hate my situation and I hate myself and I don't even know if this is a fix. I don't even know if this is going to help me and I'll, I'll get to that, but I'm at the point where if this is my problem, 
I don't know if I can do it. I, I don't know if I'm, how long it takes to become accustomed to something and if being, becoming accustomed to this is going to mean fixing me and becoming more me or, or, or sabotaging me and becoming less. And I don't know. I know that I have to keep on this path for 21 days because my insurance tells me to and I'm obedient and submissive. <laughs> so I'm going to do it for at least that long and see where I wind up. But it's, it's, not, it's, it's not helping my symptoms and it's not helping my mental state. And I'm just, I'm doing really, really bad. And if this winds up being the solution, if, 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 in, if in two more weeks I find that I'm fine now and all my problems are fixed and it was all because of this and I know intrinsically I have to continue it, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm at the point where I'm hoping it fails. I, I want it to fail so something else can be wrong with me. So it's not this. Because I, I, I don't know what I'll do. Yeah. I am really very, very sorry that you're going through that. I, I am also under a lot of stress and distress because I am watching you go through this. And it's really hard. And this isn't something I can, like magically solve and I do try and magically solve your problems and the problems of people around me and when I can't it's it's hard I have a lot to say on the matter um regarding you specifically but like I I don't know what someone would do say I I, I personally as an aside I don't think this thing is the thing to fix you but like what if it is or what if what if for someone else who is and I know, I know yeah. that it is. I know that this is a problem other people have, other yeah. other littles have, and other people who aren't little have, and they have this, and they have to deal with the. There are the, people with really bad sleep apnea. It affects your uh, your your sense of self. It it's a big change, and I'm not a stranger to these concepts. I'm a therapist. I I I have clients who who undergo surgery or some big life event changes them or their bodies or and everything about them suddenly changes where someone will be working and capable and competent and then something happens and they need to have some medical intervention and suddenly they are disabled and what is that like to be disabled and to fall into this totally new sense of who you are and you you can't do anything about it there's no it's accepting your new reality it's not like there's going back it's grieving the death of you and that's how I feel I feel like I'm grieving the death of me I I personally don't think that's the case but I, I absolutely understand how you feel and I am really sad because other people there are other people who are probably in your same boat who do have a really high sleep apnea score and or other disability things and how do they cope with that how do they keep being little after that like i i wax on on the show a lot about my thoughts and feelings but this is something that i i, I feel like i feel incapable of 
of addressing. Well, you mentioned like your hand being broken, like you couldn't be little oh, while you had yeah, your cast. It was what really if, like, bad. What if you never got your cast off? What if that was just the rest of your life? I don't know. I don't know if you remember. I was really depressed for a really long time after that. I wasn't sure how my hand would heal. Even it still healed kind of funky. And because it healed kind of funky, I've for a long time after that had a real huge self-image problem. And like that was just like a finger. It's like a finger. And like. So it's compounded by the fact that like I'm littlest at night, littlest yeah. when I'm I'm going to bed or, or cuddling up. Because that's and your space that's, and time. That's my decompression time, my self-care time. And you have and, this invader. And I, I don't know. I, I'd like to say as time goes on, we as people desensitize to these things. I, I didn't magically get over, like, my hand issues, body issues with breaking my hand. It was, like, a long process of, like, adjusting to it and not caring anymore. So maybe it's humans' abilities to desensitize to things. Maybe this is the kind of thing that with time gets better. I'm not maybe. sure. I think that... I, I kind of I feel I really feel like we are unequipped to to deal with this like I don't think that there is a dealing with it yeah. like we're we're having this conversation usually on our show we talk about like this is a thing and like this is ways you can address it and blah 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 but some shit can't be addressed some stuff isn't fixable and you can't just have a solution or try new things and and everything works out like doesn't some things don't and now that's interfering with this this little stuff and it's it's a part of me a big part of me and I don't know I I don't know if I've ever not felt little for this long like I've not worn diapers and I've not dressed baby but like littleness is a a feature of of who I am and it's integral to my actions and the way I behave and I don't even want to be playful I don't even want to make jokes I don't even I don't I don't want to participate I don't want to be excited I I just I want to be unhappy <sighs> I I hate wanting to be unhappy and I've I have depression. I've been depressed. I know that this is a feeling I've felt before. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I understand. Even I... depression is ephemeral though. Even depression comes and goes. Even when I met my most depressed it lasted for a week, maybe two tops, and then I would feel okay for a little while. And I I don't know. I've got nothing, and I feel so hopeless. What do you think you'd say to, like, a client in this situation? Is there anything to say? It's grief. It's loss. That's what it is. And granted, in my situation, maybe this isn't the case. Maybe there's more going on, and this isn't. We could talk about that, yeah. Yeah, but in the case of change which is an inevitability and 
sudden change, which is terrifying because no one expects change or wants change when when they're not actively working on it, which is a gradual process. Yeah. It's like things are just different. Even if different in a good way, it's still different. And a part of life, I guess, is just dealing with that and understanding the, like, being able to reframe and reassess and, and prioritize things and whatever. And yeah. I don't know, maybe in the end my priorities will lead me to being exhausted and having brain fog and being like that for the rest of my life rather than following this treatment method. I, I don't know, but I guess what I want to say is that being little is often conditional and we don't realize the conditions all the time that lead to that, but I don't know. I want to be hopeful. I want to say something therapy-ish and make people feel like things will be fine because I'm a fixer and people pleaser and that's what I do and that's what I usually do on a show. And I, I feel like it's just disingenuous right now for me to say that things will be fine. I don't, I don't know. Because I don't... Even if my reasonable side is willing to acknowledge that littleness is learned and that coming into who I am was a process and I can always do it again. My emotional side just doesn't want to exist. And I think, well, it's not super encouraging for people to hear. It's also important for people to hear that sometimes you don't feel like there's hope and that's normal and it's not okay <laughs> but it like even Sophie can struggle to feel hope sometimes and thankfully you have your family here and people support you and we will continue to support you and come up with solutions in the end I know I'm gonna be fine and things will be fine and next episode or two episodes from now or 10 episodes I don't know I don't know how long this will take but I'm gonna be in a diaper again and I'm gonna be making stupid jokes and everyone's gonna see that I'm fine again and maybe the fact that this is happening and I'm this way now and then I'm not going to be later. Can be a, inspiring. I yeah. guess. I don't know. I, I have every faith that that's the case. That people will see you as you are now really struggling. And will see in the future that things will get better. Because they will. I, I know they will. Not just for you. Because I, I have a lot to say on that. But for everybody who does feel hopeless. That... I, I'm confident that this episode and subsequent episodes will be a good pairing to show people that like it, even when there is no light, it it will get better. You don't have to feel little all the time 
to be little and you don't have to have control over it all the time to be little and even if it's hard and you have to jump through a dozen hoops to feel that way that's no less valid than people who can turn it on and off like a light switch because I'm one of those people generally who can turn it on and off like a light switch and now I'm not and that's how it is sometimes so in short the whole reason I wanted to even make this episode today was because I just want people to see that struggling happens struggling to be little is normal yeah we on our show it can sometimes like we we've mentioned it before we paint like a perfect picture because like we are we are doing a show it gets media it's entertainment so it's hard to realize sometimes that we're people and if we don't show these moments of struggling and vulnerability then people might not think that it's okay for them to feel that so thank you from me for being willing to show our listeners to like struggling happens struggling to feel little happens and you will show them in time that it does get better, you know? And it's like I said, even today, I'm feeling better than yesterday. Yeah. Enough to get out of bed. I went to work. That sure. was good. You're on an upward trajectory. And maybe that'll hold steady. Maybe it won't. I don't know. But um, maybe it'll dip a bit and then start climbing again. I am confident. I've seen you through different storms. I won't say larger, lighter storms, but I've seen you through different storms and things will get better yeah anyway um more on my sleep apnea stuff yeah specifically i don't know if i'm just rationalizing because there's a very good chance that i'm like because i don't want this to be what's wrong with me i'm gonna rationalize the fact that this isn't what's wrong with me because that's totally normal for people to do and i am not Above, that. yeah, yeah, I'm not above the you are not the immune to rationalization. Humanity. Um, anyway, um, so I did my sleep study and I did an at home sleep study. And my sleep study uh consisted of me strapping this thing around my chest and then putting a thing on my finger and then putting a thing under my nose and just going to sleep. And oh, it whoa. records my stuff. Sorry, how did you have to go to sleep? Okay, so I have mm-hmm. to spend, I think, like two hours of the night on my back. Cool. Have you ever done that in your life besides for the sleep study? Not really. I don't, I sleep on my side all the time, or at least that's my preference. I do wake up sometimes. I do roll over sometimes. Um, it's pretty normal for me. Uh, I I never really felt like I sleep bad. I have trouble getting to sleep, but I feel like once I'm asleep, I sleep okay. Um, most of the time, that's not always the truth. And I don't have great sleep health. So like maybe just better sleep health would make a difference. Anyway, um, I got my results back and there's like this assessment called like a H I or something, which is like the amount of like episodes of apnea yeah, you have throughout the per night. hour. Um, and this can range anywhere from like zero to like 200 or something. Uh Um, and generally speaking, someone with sleep apnea has, uh, mild sleep apnea is like five to to 10 or five to 15. Yeah. Um, moderate is like up to 30. And then I think severe is anything above 30. Yeah. Um, my sleep study 
recorded me at six. On your back. On my back. Which you never do. And like zero or something on your side. Three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is extremely low. Uh, I did a lot of research and I have a lot of that self-fulfilling prophecy of just wanting to find what I find on the internet. So um, a lot of people are like, oh yeah, that's nothing. But I also did find a few instances where people like, yeah, even that, my CPAP machine or treatment or whatever helped me a lot and like I feel better. So I don't know where I stand on it. I understand that I'm on the lower end of uh, the stuff, but there are people who um, operate on like 120 like AHI or whatever they wind up constant oxygen interruptions and they they don't have symptoms and they live their lives just fine Mm -hmm. and don't have to deal with it and then there are people with really really low numbers who experience really intense symptoms and so it's so variable I don't even know but um I I'm 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 hoping it's this isn't it because I I, here it's 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 a lot for me to process your machine is also showing you like you're not having events isn't it yeah, but I mean, it, I'm using it, so yeah. I shouldn't be having any yeah. events. So, I... So, I've, like, it's hard to assess that. I... This is where Chloe comes in with her, her protest. Because I'm, of course, struggling to see see my, my co-host go through this. I don't think she has relevant sleep apnea at all. I think this machine could help her a bit, but the concussion thing makes sense. The timeline of when she probably got a concussion fits perfectly, and her symptoms fit perfectly, and her at-home focus tests fit, tests fit perfectly. I appreciate her her broad strategy of attack here, but I am in firm protest of this device because it is being extremely rough on her mental health and I want to eat it. I want to take the device, I want to put it on a dinner plate, put on one of those crab shell bibs, take a crab shell cracking hammer, crack it open, and eat it so she never has to touch it again. The normal solution to every problem, eat eat it. (laughs) I'm just really protective of you and I know you wouldn't just let me throw it away because it's worth a lot of money. And if you don't have sleep apnea, you could always sell it to someone who needs it, um, who doesn't have good insurance or something like that. That's good and noble and great. I, meanwhile, want to crack it open and eat it and destroy it because I hate seeing you go through this. I don't think it's the source of your problems. I thoroughly appreciate you testing, but I I hate this machine. I loathe this machine. Yeah. (sighs) Um... I held that in all episodes. <laughs> I know. Thanks. I appreciate it. You're that. welcome. <laughs> I feel really starly. I wanted a whole, like, like probably a half hour rant last night about it. <sighs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I am just disillusioned and depressed and not doing great about any of this. I, I thoroughly think we, and uh, as well for our listeners, we are working on solutions. We are working on ways to make it less, uh, less uncomfortable, less, less self-image, like like shattering and stuff like that. Like we are, we are also solving for the CPAP. We're not just like hoping it fails. I'm hoping it fails. <laughs> I'm positive it. Mm, mm. Anyway, I, I I hate this machine, but I I it will get better. I know very firmly it will get better. I both know as a person that whether this thing's the problem or not, you will get better. You're, even though you don't feel it right now, I, I'm 
pretty sure in your you're made of indestructible elastic and you will snap back no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm in a headspace now where I'm trying to just explain everything away and be reasonable mm-hmm. and that's just being dismissive of how I feel. Um and it's really rough when your emotional side and logic side are at war like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much the cause of most of my problems. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, 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 I'm I, sure things will be fine. I, I just, they're not now, and I don't know how to cope in the meantime because littleness is how I cope. Um, so my new coping strat is sleeping a lot. And that's also valid. Like, there are a range of how helpful coping mechanisms are, or rather how not harmful coping mechanisms are. But any coping mechanism that helps you cope is a valid coping mechanism. Even if it sucks, even if there are potentially better ones you could be doing, like, any anything that gets you by is a coping me- like mechanism, and it, it is good. Yep. It's better to have more tools in your toolbox. Yep. Oh, all right. Um, I think I've been enough of a sad sack for this episode. Don't say that. Your emotions are valid. I know. Just don't like having to be this <laughs> way sometimes. I know, but uh, our our okay. fans do appreciate it, and I often know. I know. Yeah, it'll be fine. Okay. Do you want to talk about the bet now? Will that? Yeah, we showed that. Yeah, so you are in your villain phase of your of your character arc right now. Yeah, I already gave that up in like the however long this episode's gone on. You, you've given up the villain arc. Yeah, I don't want to de-diaper anyone. <laughs> People deserve their diapers. <laughs> Everyone deserves a good comfy diaper, and I don't want to take that away from them just because I'm not having a good time. You're so cute. <laughs> Man, Villadark came and went. You've you have just definitively proven to our listenership that you're not capable of being mean. You are just a, like a little a little puffball of goodness. You know that, right? You couldn't even for like one episode put on like a mean be, mask. I can be mean. No, what you're I'm eventually going to make you play Mass Effect. You're not going to get a single Renegade point. You're going to try and get one and you're going to make an NPC a little bit sad. You're going to go, "Oh no," and reload the game. Yeah, that is how I play games. <laughs> Why would I be mean to people? It's pointless and rude. I love you. Okay. Do, what what do you want to do a new bet? I guess. Okay. I'm gonna try to make up for the fact that I didn't wear a diaper this week in the future. Uh maybe next week if I can. That sounds good. I don't have any bad ideas, Chloe. Yeah, let me think. We don't have to do with that. I I was. We kind of broke the format of the show anyway. Yeah, and you you said you were gonna wear padding for a different episode to make for, up for it anyway, right? Yeah, I can try next week, I guess. Okay. I I was wondering how that would work. We could do a community poll of like oh people who have been in this situation, not specifically like. Did this exact situation. This specific yeah. situation, but like... With like three pillars of attack against your physical being, yeah. but like... But I mean, 
people who have struggled to get in a little space and had that struggle deeply impact their self-image or their mental yeah. health because they're unable to to be little even though that's you know a thing for sure yeah so uh no bet i guess you just um, you just can go on our patreon you can vote on it let us know and you can come into the podcast chat and 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 talk about those experiences if you want to yeah i have a feeling we're gonna have a lot of conversations about <laughs> this episode hi usually these kind of episodes do um so where can people go to that patreon and and join up on our patreon where where is that on the internet <laughs> sophie <laughs> patreon.com slash sophie and pudding i already technically said where so i won't make you say it again patreon.com slash <laughs> even when you're feeling your worst you do have this like like tinkerbell-esque mischievousness mischievousness just like inside of you i'm a little better today i don't think i would be so funny if i if i wasn't i it brings me a lot of joy to see you doing a little better yeah okay and if People uh, don't want to or can't join us and, and talk to us on the Patreon. They can always email us at... The usual mailbox at gmail.com. Where? The usual mailbox. <laughs> no, editing. Editing. The usual bet at Twitter. The, no. What? That's the Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> That's can, not the email. They can email us there, too. All right. <laughs> I'll, I'll let it go. <laughs> All right. Um. Okay. Thanks, Mimi, for help with our theme song. Thanks, Juice, for a wonderful cover art. You can find him at patreon.com slash juiceboxart. He told me recently that he's restructuring his Patreon Ooh. to actually charge money instead of do nothing, which that, is what he's been doing. We did tell him to do that very long ago. I told him to do that years ago. Because he's worth he it. he deserves way more than what he does on his because Patreon. Because he's an he, amazing artist. He does so much stuff and makes so much good I, content. If you like his art or any of our cover arts or anything he's ever done, consider supporting Please him. Please support he's him. He's a good boy. Patreon.com slash juiceboxart. And he, just go do it because he's such a good boy. He's a good boy. Um... Thanks, Kimmy. She actually came in and interrupted this yeah. episode because she wanted to. And I really and she wish didn't she understand have. the content of this episode. Yeah. So we cut it and we told her like, Hey, we can't do yeah. that right now. And I, I and sent her she a text said, and stuff. Oh, that's cool. I understand. And yeah. I think that was cool of her. So thank you, Kimmy, for your kindness, um, and empathy in this trying time. You can find your bby-kimmy.tumblr.com. And thank you, all of our listeners, for uh, hearing Sophie out and, and letting us letting us have a platform where we can be real and, and air our emotions and not just pretend to be okay. Yeah. Gotta have that authentic podcaster energy. <laughs> all right. Is that episode? I think so. All right. All right, bye everyone. Bye bye everyone. Bye.